Welcome to Twisted Tales of Madness and Murder Presents The Basement. This tale opens in a dingy, dirty basement that is lit by several single bulbs that hang from the ceiling. Shelving made from two-by-fours and plywood line the walls and are filled with a collection of household items as well as Christmas and Halloween decorations. One of the shelves is filled with cases of bottled water along with canned and bottled food. Joe, who is 18, wearing jeans and a blood-spattered white t-shirt, sits against the far back wall, staring at the basement door that has a chair shoved up against it and a line of salt running across the base of it. Joe is gripping a large butcher knife, so tight that his knuckles have turned white. Amber, who is 18, dressed in a red skirt and a tight white top, lays on the floor unconscious and tied with some rope to a section of pipe that is coming out of the ground. A piece of duct tape has been stretched across her mouth. Her arms and legs have a collection of bruises and cuts. Joe takes a deep breath, then slowly releases it as he passes the knife back and forth between his blood-stained hands, and in the process never taking his eyes off the basement door. You think you are so smart, don't you? Well, I've got a newsflash for you, cocksuckers. I'm smarter. Don't go thinking for a second that I can't hear you sneaky bastards out there, clamoring around, plotting and planning our demise. You can huff and puff all you fucking want, but you slimy son of bitches won't be slithering or clawing your way in here anytime soon. Joe looks down at Amber, then back at the door, then raises the knife up, staring at his reflection in it. Ah. <sighs> There's no two ways about this whole thing that doesn't make me look like some kind of fucking lunatic. What the hell was I to do? I mean, my options were limited, right? Deep down, I know what I'm doing is the right thing. In all actuality, it's the only thing. I'll just need to give her some time to wrap her head around the details and digest everything. Then she will eventually come to the realization of what I'm doing for us and ultimately thank me for saving her life. Joe looks down at Amber. I'll be your hero. Joe, smiling, nods his head in agreement with himself, when all of a sudden Amber moans and moves a little, causing him to quickly point the knife at her in a defensive posture, but then slowly lowers the knife as he stares at her. In a perfect world, you'll love me for what I'm doing. But in this one, you are gonna flip the fuck out on me. I'm going to sound like a goddamn madman when I try explaining things to you. Joe reaches down and pushes Amber's hair out of her face. You are so beautiful. Joe continues to stare at Amber as she moans several more times, then falls quiet. Then he turns his attention to the door where a creak can be heard on the other side. I have no idea what the hell you things are planning out there, but be rest assured no matter what you come at us with, I will fight you to my very last breath. I fucking promise you that. Another creak is heard, causing Joe to slowly crawl across the basement floor to the door. Joe gets close to the door and listens, but hears nothing. You may be sly, but so am I. Joe looks down at the salt that stretches from one side of the door to the other. I'm not like all those common idiots with their heads buried in the sand, not knowing a damn thing about anything. Joe points at his head. I took it upon myself. 
to self-educate by reading books that mattered and had real-world relevance and not that dribble they forced down your throat at school. I mean, really, tell me, what use would How to Kill a Mockingbird be doing for me right now? It would be doing jack shit for me is what. Now all those books about the occult have paid off. Amber all of a sudden moans again, which draws Joe's attention. He looks back at the door for several more seconds, then crawls back over to Amber studying her face intently as her eyes dart back and forth under her eyelids. As much as I want you to wake up, I really think it would be best if you just stayed asleep longer. I just need more time to think about what I want to say to you. Another creak from outside the door causes Joe to look over, so he looks back down at Amber, finding her staring back up at him with wide, horrified eyes. Joe stares back at her for several seconds, then slowly brings his finger up to his mouth. I know you are freaked out right now and have a shit ton of questions, I'm sure, but please believe me when I say you need to do everything within your power to be as quiet as possible. Your life depends on it. Well, actually, both our lives depend on it. I'm not sure if you remember me, Amber, but I'm Joe. We actually had several classes together this year. I sat right behind you in Mr. Swanson's history class. Joe points to the bloody knife at the door, causing Amber's eyes to follow it. There are things on the other side of that door right now that want nothing more than to literally tear us apart and eat our insides. If they hear us in here, it will just get them all amped up. I don't want to take that chance, because if they get all agitated, they might try something stupid and test the perimeter I've set up. Amber's eyes remain wide as she scans the room, then tries to move her arms, but realizes they are tied, then looks at Joe with concern. I realize how all of this must look to you right now, but you need to trust me and all the actions I have taken up to this point. You may not think so right now, but every step has been for your safety. I had to tie you up, because I couldn't risk you waking up and freaking out, creating a lot of unnecessary noise and shit. What I'm trying to convey to you right now is that all of this we currently find ourselves stuck in is a very delicate situation. Amber's eyes look at the knife in Joe's hand, then back at Joe. Joe looks at the knife, then at Amber. Now, just wait a second on whatever thoughts you might be thinking right now. I only have this damn thing for protection, and that's all. I'm not going to hurt you at all. Here, I'll show you. Joe carefully places the knife on the floor, then puts his hands up. See? It's on the floor. Like I said, I have no intention of hurting you, Amber. You gotta believe me when I say I am not a bad guy. I am simply doing my best to keep us alive. Amber motions her eyes down to the duct tape over her mouth. The whole bound and gagged thing is meant to keep you quiet. Amber looks at Joe concerned. Joe smacks his head. I mean, it was to prevent you from screaming or having any outbursts until I was able to give you all the information on what was happening. It is strictly temporary. Do you want me to take the tape off? Amber nods her head yes as Joe looks back at the door, then back down at her, rubbing his chin nervously. Here's the thing, Amber. I will totally remove that tape from your mouth right now. But if I go and do that, you gotta promise me that you will remain quiet. Amber stares at Joe, then slowly nods her head yes. Listen, Amber, I'm serious about all this. You can't go making any excessive noise. If you do something as stupid as screaming and shit, you will kill us. 
Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Amber slowly nods her head yes again as Joe looks back at the door, then down at Amber. Okay then. I'm going to trust you on this. Joe slowly reaches down and grabs a corner of the tape. As much as I wish there was, because the last thing I want to do is cause you any pain. There just isn't any easy way to do this, so unfortunately, this is probably going to hurt a little. I'm really sorry in advance. Are you ready? Amber nods her head yes. Okay then. Let's go ahead and do it on three then. One, two, three! Joe all of a sudden tears the tape off in one quick motion. Then, without hesitation, Amber screams out for help. Somebody help me, please! He's got me tied up in the basement! He's gone crazy! Joe stares at Amber in disbelief, holding his hands up. What the fuck are you doing? You need to stop! Amber ignores Joe as she thrashes around, trying to break free from her restraints as she continues screaming. Joe panicked, quickly shoves his hand over Amber's mouth, muffling her. What is wrong with you? Are you trying to get us killed right now? You need to shut the fuck up! They can hear you! Amber thrashes around, kicking her feet, knocking them against some of the shelving, which causes several things to fall to the ground. Joe looks back at the door, then the ceiling, then back at Amber, as he pushes his hand down harder. I am so fucking serious right now! You gotta stop yelling before it's too late! They can hear you right now! Fuck you! Amber shakes her head, knocking Joe's hand away, and he goes to put it back, but she tries to bite it, causing him to pull away. I'm in the basement! Call the police! Joe all of a sudden punches Amber in the face, knocking her unconscious then pulls his hand back, shaking it in pain. Motherfucker! That hurt! Joe looks at his hand, then down at Amber. <sighs> I can't believe you did that! What were you thinking? That was all your fault! You made me do that! I told you that you needed to stay quiet! I didn't want to punch you! Joe balls his hands into fists in frustration. It was simple. All you had to do was keep that mouth of yours fucking shut. It's not that hard of a thing to do. Why would you make me do that? If they come busting through that door now, it's all your fault, not mine. Joe looks around. Where the hell is it? Joe, frustrated, continues to scan the ground around Amber. I didn't just get up and walk away. Where the fuck? Bingo. There you are. Joe reaches down and picks up a roll of duct tape off the floor near one of the shelves, then tears off a new piece that he holds over Amber's mouth. I really did want nothing more than to trust you. Joe pushes the piece of tape over Amber's mouth, then smooths it out, letting his hand gently run down her cheek before pulling it away. Your skin is so soft. Joe reaches down and grabs the knife, then turns and walks over to the door, standing in front of it, in a fighting stance. All right, you son of bitches. Come and get me already. I know you heard that shit. There is no way you couldn't have heard her. I say come on and take your best fucking shot. Joe stares at the door as he clears away a bead of sweat from his forehead. Well, what are you waiting for? We can't go anywhere. You have us dead to rights. Joe carefully puts his ear to the door. 
It's too quiet out there. What the hell are they doing? Joe steps back from the door. There is no way they didn't hear her. They're just fucking with us now. Amber all of a sudden moans again, causing Joe to back away from the door, then walk over to her. Amber lets out several more moans as Joe looks at the blood running out of her nose. For fuck's sakes, I really hope I didn't break your nose. Amber slowly opens her eyes and looks up at Joe. For the record, I didn't want to hit you, but you left me no other choice. If I hadn't, you would have kept on screaming and we would certainly be dead by now. Joe glances back at the door, then back down at Amber. Actually, I'm really surprised we are still alive, because as loud as you were, I know they heard. Amber, scared, stares at Joe. Obviously, I didn't. But I could have just as easily left you upstairs to get slaughtered along with all the others. What I did was risk my own life to save yours. Literally put everything on the line just for you. Joe runs his hand through his greasy hair. I'm certainly not trying to be demanding here, but maybe a little appreciation is in order for my actions. Joe shrugs his shoulders. Is that asking too much? Joe continues to look down at Amber who continues to look back up at him. I was trying to show you how nice of a guy I was by taking that tape off. Then you had to go acting insane with all that nonsense screaming. Joe points at the tape over her mouth. So, because of all your actions, and your actions alone, that tape will be staying on, so just deal with it. Joe stares at Amber in disbelief as tears begin rolling down her face. What in the fuck is all that happy horse shit about? You can't possibly be serious right now. You're seriously gonna start crying and shit? Well, let me tell you something, Amber. You can cry all you fucking want, but just know that those tears won't sway my judgment one way or the other. Joe points down at her. I'm doing all this for your safety as well. So the sooner you accept that, the sooner you can get on the same page as me. Amber continues to cry, irritating Joe. This is bullshit. I can't stand here and watch you blubber all over the place over something you caused. Joe looks across the basement, then back at Amber. Here's the deal. Why don't you go ahead and cry all you want and get all that shit out of your system? Joe points across the basement to the far wall. I'm going to go over there and sit down and rest my eyes for a while and regroup. Joe taps the side of his head. You've got me all rattled and unable to concentrate on the matters that need my attention. I just need to get myself centered and focused before I talk to you anymore. Tears continue to roll down Amber's face as Joe turns away and walks across the basement to the other side and sits down against the wall. Joe looks across the basement at Amber, who is staring back. I certainly hope that when I open my eyes back up, you've changed your tune. Joe motions his fingers at Amber's eyes. Because I can't get behind that shit. Amber watches Joe with her tear-filled eyes as he lays the knife down next to him, then crosses his arms as he closes his eyes, leaning his head back against the wall. Joe has been sleeping for an hour when all of a sudden a thumping sound wakes him up. He slowly opens his eyes, all groggy, as he tries to get his bearings. What the hell's going on? What's that noise? The sound continues, causing Joe to shake his head, making himself more alert. Joe quickly grabs the knife, then looks over at the door as the noise continues, but realizes the noise is not from the door. Joe looks over and finds Amber kicking the base of one of the shelves. 
What is your deal and the concept of staying quiet? Do I really need to secure your legs as well? Amber motions her head toward one of the shelves and grunts several times. Mm-mm. Mm. What are you saying? I can't understand you. Do you see something? Amber grunts again, then raises her leg, pointing her feet at the shelf with the water on it. Do you want something from the shelf? Amber nods her head yes, causing Joe to get up and walk over to the shelf and look at the case of water, then at Amber. You want the water? Are you thirsty? Amber nods her head yes again. Joe, using the knife, cuts the plastic and pulls a bottle out, then walks back to Amber, looking down at her with concern. Here's the thing. We've kind of got ourselves a little dilemma here. Joe holds the water bottle up. In order for you to drink this water, I'll need to take that tape off your mouth. However, after I put that back on, I swore it wasn't coming off. I wasn't going to let myself be fooled again. I understand that you're thirsty and all, but I just don't know if I can trust you. Amber looks up at Joe with sympathetic eyes. You can look at me all day long with those sad eyes, but I just don't know if I can trust you. Can I? Amber nods her head yes. I really hope you mean it this time, because I'll feel like the biggest dumbass if you go screaming again. Let me go ahead and warn you right now that if you flip out on me again like before, I cannot guarantee what actions I may take to silence you. Joe shakes his head in disgust as he looks down at his hand. I certainly don't want to hit you again, or worse. Joe looks down at Amber. So, you won't scream? Amber shakes her head no. I really hope you are not fucking with me right now, Amber. Joe reaches down and grabs a corner of the tape. Here goes nothing. Joe tears the tape off with no countdown, allowing Amber to take several deep breaths, and she looks at Joe. Oh my god. Thank you so much, Joe. It feels so good to breathe without that tape over my mouth. Would you please let me have that water now? Of course. Joe kneels down, bringing the bottle up to Amber's lips as she looks at him confused. Wait a second. What are you doing? Giving you a drink of water. You're not going to untie me so I can drink the water? Joe shakes his head no. I really want to, but unfortunately, because of what you did earlier, we are going to take baby steps going forward. We've got to build a level of trust before I feel you are ready to move about freely. So you are going to keep me tied up and give me water like I'm some kind of baby? Are you serious? Yes. Joe tilts the bottle. Do you want the water or not? Amber opens her mouth as Joe slowly pours some water into it. Just tell me when you've had enough. Amber nods her head, indicating she has had enough, causing Joe to pull the bottle away. Amber swallows the water and looks at Joe. Thank you for the water, and I must apologize for all that screaming earlier. I realize how that fractured the trust between us, and I want to rebuild that. I need to ask you a question. Would that be okay? Go for it. I certainly understand the reasoning for tying me up before, because I was unaware of what was happening. But why keep me tied up now? I've already told you... I will remain quiet and not scream. What are you really planning on doing to me down here in the basement? Joe looks at Amber in surprise. What am I really planning on doing to you? I'm saving you, Amber. Amber stares at Joe with concern. Why are you looking like that at me? What do you mean? How am I looking at you? 
Like I'm some kind of damn monster or something, not to put too fine of a point on it. All I'm trying to do is save you from those fucking things out there. I'm glad you brought that up because I still need some clarification on what these things you are talking about that are on the other side of that door. Joe points up at the ceiling. They are on the other side of that door and all over this house. They infested it like rats. And if it wasn't for me, they would have gotten you like everybody else. Amber looks at Joe's bloody clothes. If these things that you say are out there doing all the killing, then why are you the one covered in all that blood? Joe looks down at the blood on his clothes, then back at Amber. I get what you're trying to say, and I really don't appreciate it. Suggesting that I could have been the one that was killing everybody? That I'm covered in blood because I butchered them one by one? Joe points at the ceiling. What happened up there? It was nothing less than a goddamn slaughterhouse. I shit you not, those things were literally tearing people apart like fucking rag dolls and shit. Blood was going everywhere. Joe, angry, pulls his shirt out. Which explains why I'm covered in the shit. Amber sees that Joe is angry. All right, I'm, I'm sorry. Please, calm down, Joe. You have to understand, I am only trying to get answers. I, I'm sorry, I insinuated you could have killed anybody. But you must stop and look at things from my perspective. I really have no proof of anything you are saying. Believe me when I say you do not want to see the proof, because that will be the last thing you see. You step out that door, you will see what's left of all your friends, and what some of them have turned into. Those are the ones that will either tear you to shit, or end up making you like them. So these things that are out there, what exactly are they? I wish I could tell you, but honestly, I have no idea what they are or where they came from. They literally just came out of nowhere. If I had to guess, based off what I've seen, I would say they're some kind of demon zombie thing. Amber rolls her eyes. Ugh, you're telling me that what is on the other side of that door are demon zombie things? That demon zombie things killed everybody? I really don't know what else to call them at this point. Had you seen what I saw, I'm pretty sure you would be agreeing with me. At first, when everything started going sideways, I honestly thought I was just having a bad trip on acid when I was sitting on the couch. Amber shakes her head in surprise. <laughs> having a bad trip? Are you seriously telling me you are on drugs right now? Hallucinogenic fucking drugs at that? Joe holds his hands up. Okay, just relax. I was, but I'm 99% sure they've worn off now. Well, I think they have, anyways. My point I'm trying to make is that I feel completely coherent and in control. Amber shakes her head and sighs. Oh, this explains so much. Can you not see what happened? You obviously did have a bad trip and imagined all of this. What you need to do right now is just let me go. Then I can go upstairs and prove to you that everything is normal and that nothing happened. Joe waves his hands in front of Amber in a disapproving manner. Uh, you can just stop with all that. Stop what? Acting like you know everything, because I assure you that you don't. Prior to you waking up, you'd been passed out for the better part of six hours or so, and have no clue about anything. I may have been on drugs, but that shit that happened up there was not an after-effect of the drugs or my imagination. Joe again pulls on his bloody shirt. This shit is not in my imagination. Please, will you just let me go, Joe? 
You don't have to do this. I never did anything to you. What about this? If you let me go right now, I promise I won't tell anybody about what you did to me. I swear it will be a secret that stays between just you and me. I just want to go home and be with my family. Joe shakes his head in amazement. Again, you make it sound as if I am doing these horrible things to you down here in the basement, instead of what the truth is, that I am saving your life. Joe points to his ear. Have you not been listening to me at all? Did not one of my words sink into your brain? Joe smacks his chest. This blood all over me is from all your friends that were out there. They are all dead. And as far as family goes, you may not even have a family anymore if those things are everywhere. I mean... We could be the only family we got now. Joe rubs his face. I know you will never believe a damn word that I am trying to tell you, but it's all the truth. I know that you are just going to continue to look at me with those condemning eyes of yours. I'm sorry if my eyes or my voice are giving off condemning vibes, but I'm just trying to ask you questions, Joe. That's all. So, you said these things just appeared out of nowhere with no warning, right? Joe nods his head, yes. That's right. They sure did. Everything seemed normal until it didn't. I was just sitting there on this couch across from the stereo, minding my own business, mesmerized by this beautiful brunette that was wearing these tight pink leggings. Oh my god. Are you talking about my friend Christy? Christy Clark from Stadium High? Joe snaps his fingers. That would be the one. Did something happen to her? Is she okay? What happened to her will forever be imprinted on my mind. She was standing over by the stereo and doing this sexy, like, swaying to the music. All of a sudden, she just stopped. You could see her body just tense up and her eyes grow wide. Joe uses his fingers to make his eyes wide. I mean, those things got to the size of silver dollars. And she just let out this... Joe just shrugs his shoulders. I can't even really explain it, other than it was this sound that resembled a scream, but was far worse. I've never heard anything like it. It pierced my eardrums like a million tiny daggers. I guarantee no matter how many of those dumbass Jason Blum horror movies they make, they would never be able to replicate it. Amber looks at Joe, confused. Who was doing this to her? That's the thing, there was nobody near her. And that distance grew even more when she started doing that scream thing. So she was just screaming for no reason. Believe me, that scream was for a reason. She was still in the middle of that screaming thing when all of a sudden her body just buckled and folded in this unimaginable positions like some invisible force was trying to make her fit in some kind of box. Joe uses his hand to try and show a box and shoving something into it. She was just crumpled up as her bones were snapping all over. You are seriously going to tell me that whatever drugs you were on didn't make you imagine this? What you are saying couldn't possibly happen! We just need to get you some help, and I can do that if you just let me go. Amber pulls on her restraints. Oh, I assure you, what happened really happened. There is no way everybody just stood by and let this happen to her! Nobody helped her? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? You're talking about your friends, right? The most conceited fucks on the planet? Those scared bricks were too busy freaking the fuck out and running around chickens with their heads cut off. 
Joe twists his hands around. I'm telling you, Christy literally turned into some kind of human pretzel. So none of my friends, her friends, attempted to help her? Come on, Amber. You know how your friends really are. Don't go acting like they're actually good people that have any compassion for others in them. Yours and hers so-called friends had no intention of going anywhere near her. These people were all in self-preservation mode. You sit there talking like you are so much better than these people, but sounds to me like you didn't lift a finger to help her yourself. If you had so much compassion for other people, then why didn't you do something to help her? Joe shakes his head in disbelief. I really wish I could have done something to help her, because she sure in the hell didn't deserve to go out that way. I was petrified, unable to move off that couch, coupled with the thoughts that everything I was seeing was all due to a bad acid trip. My god, I wish all this was some bad trip. I would take that in a heartbeat. Christy was being brutalized and murdered in front of all these people, and they just ignored her and ran out of the house? They certainly did ignore her, but not one of them was leaving the house. Amber looks at Joe with inquisitive eyes. You're telling me, with all that crazy shit going on, not one person ran out of the house? Believe me when I say they wanted out. They wanted out like you wouldn't believe. They just couldn't get out. When everything started with Christy, all the doors and windows suddenly shut and locked. No matter how hard they tried, not one of them would open. I literally watched this dude try throwing a chair through the window, but it just bounced off like it was made of concrete or something. So everybody was trapped in the house? What happened to Christy? Well, just when you thought things couldn't get any fucking weirder, they did. She suddenly straightened back out, but had these dead, solid black eyes... Then it was like somebody went and turned on a faucet between her legs as blood just started pouring out of her, splattering all over the floor, followed by the sound of tearing flesh. Joe holds his hands out, trying to show the size of a watermelon. This thing the size of a watermelon pushed out of her, basically splitting her open and fell to the floor with this sickening thud. It's fucking nasty. It just laid there on the floor, motionless, and Christy collapsed. Please don't get angry, but none of this makes any sense. People trapped in a house where, with how you describe it, all hell was breaking loose and not one person called the cops or somebody for help? People were trying to call for help for sure, but nobody could get a signal. Joe reaches into his pocket and pulls out his phone, holding it up. All cell service was just frozen. Nothing would work. Amber stares at the phone, then back at Joe. Is it still dead? Joe flips the phone over in his hand and taps on the screen several times, but nothing happens. That's basically just an expensive paperweight now. Was Christy dead? I'm pretty sure she was, but I'm no doctor. I mean, from where I was sitting, she wasn't moving or breathing, from what I could tell, and her body was pretty torn up. What about that thing that came out of her? What was it doing? It sat there doing nothing for what felt like the longest time, so I pretty much thought it was dead, until it all of a sudden started to do this half-assed type roll. It started rolling. Rolled right to the feet of that piece of shit Dylan Brooks. You know, the one that got off on bullying other kids? He was one of your compassionate friends. What happened? 
Well, it rolled up and hit his foot, and when he looked down at it, this tentacle-like thing shot out of it and right into his mouth. He was trying to pull it out, but it would not budge. It looked like it was sucking the life right out of him. So he's dead as well? Joe tosses his hands up in the air, annoyed. For Christ's sake, Amber, I've already told you several times now that all of them are dead. Well, kinda, anyways. What do you mean, kinda? They're either dead or they're not. They're like demon zombies and shit. Not the lumbering around slow ones, but the fast fuckers that get on you in seconds. Dylan was the first one that turned. As soon as that tentacle thing pulled itself out of his mouth, he went apeshit on anybody he could grab. Once Dylan got to you, then you became one of those fucking things. However, some people just got torn to fucking bits and shit. Amber looks Joe up and down. How in the world could somebody like you be one of the only ones to make it out alive? Joe looks at Amber, insulted. What is that supposed to mean, somebody like me? Amber looks at Joe, surprised. Do I really need to state the obvious here? A drug addict. You literally said you couldn't get up off the couch because you were so high and fucked up to the point where you thought you were having a bad trip. Well, you'd be surprised with the sudden surge of death all around you could do for motivation. That shit sobered me right up. First thing I realized, I needed something to defend myself with. I wasn't going to die at the hands of all these people I fucking hate. Here's a great question. Why the hell were you even at a party with all these people you apparently hated? That makes no sense. How could that be fun for you? Joe looks at Amber, surprised. Do you seriously want to hear why I came to a party? And not how I survived the onslaught of demon zombies, which in the process allowed me to save your life? Amber just stares at Joe. Can I continue? (sighs) Go ahead. Thank you. Like I was saying, I needed something to defend myself with since I was trapped in this house. So the one place I thought I would have the best chance of acquiring something like that was the kitchen. I jumped up off that couch and ran in that direction, slipping and sliding on all the blood that was being spilt on the floor. When I reached the kitchen, I noticed the knives on the counter and quickly scooped one up. When I turned around, that piece of shit Dylan was charging right at me. A creak from upstairs causes Joe to look up, then back at the door for several seconds before turning back to Amber. Where was I? Dylan was charging at you. That's right. That bastard was just about on top of me when I swung the knife up and drove it right into his temple. Did it kill him? Not exactly. When I jerked the knife out, he stood there all dazed and shit as blood sprayed out of his head like a fountain. Kind of reminded me of that Peter Jackson horror movie, Dead Alive, on account of all the blood. Joe pointed his shirt. At this point, the place was in utter chaos. I thought I was fucked for sure. Then I noticed the stairs down to the basement. I bolted over toward them when the back bedroom door opened, and Ethan, who just then apparently heard all the shit that was going on, stepped out wearing just his underwear and looking all pissed off. That's when I noticed you behind him passed out on the bed. Wait, wait a second. What? Ethan had me on the bed? Uh, He sure did, and from what I could tell, he wasn't planning on doing any sleeping. I'm pretty sure he slipped one of those date rape drugs in your drink. Probably explains why you were so out of it and were passed out for so damn long. Amber, angry, shakes her head. That fucker! (laughs) Don't worry, he got what was coming to him. It took him a second before he even realized what was going on, and by that time, Dylan regained what so-called wits those things have and charged right across the kitchen, tackling Ethan right to the floor. 
With Dylan distracted, I took the opportunity to run into the room and grab you and drag you down into the basement with me. I really had no time to be gentle, so sorry if you are all beat to shit. Time really wasn't on my side. Amber looks down at the cuts and bruises on her arms and legs, then back at Joe. So you did all this to me in the process of dragging me down a flight of stairs into this basement where you have me tied up? Don't forget that I also put down that salt across the entire threshold. We got lucky with that being down here. I don't understand the whole salt thing. Why would you even do that? I actually kind of fancy myself an expert in the occult and things, and from what I've read time and time again is that demons or creatures from down below are unable to cross it. It basically creates this force field, and if they cross it, they die. You're telling me that you read all this in some book? Several books, actually. Joe looks back at the door. It seems to be doing the trick so far. Joe looks back down at Amber. But if you have a better idea, I'm all ears. As a matter of fact, I do. Joe looks at Amber, surprised. Is that so? Well, I like to think of us as a team, even though you may not see it that way, so what's your idea? My idea is that you go ahead and untie me, and then I can go take a peek on the other side of that door and see what's going on out there. Joe shakes his head in a disapproving manner. Unfortunately, that there I just can't do. Sure you can. It's simple. If, if things are as crazy as you say they are out there, then I'll come right back and we can figure something else out. Joe points at the rope around Amber's wrists. If I go and untie you, all you're going to do is get yourself killed. If it was just you that got killed, that would suck. But you'll get me killed as well. I kind of like living, so that just isn't going to happen. Amber hits her head on the ground. You can't just keep me tied up like this. I'm not your prisoner. If you are going to kill me, then just fucking do it already. Joe looks at Amber in amazement. I certainly would not have risked my life dragging your ass down here if my plan was to kill you. <sighs> you asked earlier, why would I even come to a party where I hate everybody? Well, the answer is that I didn't hate everybody. I came to the party because of you. Amber stares at Joe, confused. Because of me? Oh, this could very well be the end of the world, so fuck it. I'll go ahead and out all my cards on the table. I love you. I've loved you since junior high, Amber. What are you talking about? How could you love me? You don't even know anything about me. That's where you're wrong. I'm pretty sure I know more about you than any of your so-called friends. Joe points at the ceiling. You know, the ones that were up there, which would include the would-be rapist. Amber just stares at Joe. Those people who got what was coming to them never appreciated you, Amber. They didn't deserve you, but I do. I realize you never knew I really existed, but I worshipped the ground you walked on. How is it that you knew I was going to be here tonight at this party? Were you following me? Well, not physically. I basically know every step you take, Amber, because you post it all on your social media. It's all documented for the world to see. I would exercise caution when doing that because some sick person could use that information against you. Joe reaches down and pushes some hair out of Amber's face. I know that was a lot of information to digest, but since it's just you and me now, I thought you should know how I feel.
and that I will never let anything happen to you. Joe looks at Amber, who just stares back at him. I can tell by the way you are looking at me that you are concerned still, so go ahead. Call me a fucking freak, or stalker, or whatever you want to call me. I'm not going to call you any of those things, Joe. You have basically accused me of being shallow like all the others, but that just isn't true. You don't think I did, but I knew you existed. I always was looking at you. Joe looks at Amber in shock. Really? I never said or did anything because I thought you wouldn't want anything to do with me. What are you talking about? How could I not want anything to do with you? Amber, you are all I have ever wanted. Please don't think I'm weird. But this must be fate that we're together down here right now. That you found me and rescued me. Joe smiles. <sighs> I'm so happy to hear you say that. We will get through all of... Joe motions toward the door and the ceiling. Whatever the hell all this really is. I'm really scared, Joe. I don't want to die. I'm not going to let that happen. You have my word on that. Is it a bad thing that I really want to hug you right now? You want to hug me? Amber nods her head yes. Please? I want to feel your body against mine. Joe, smiling, leans over and uses the knife to cut the rope, freeing Amber's arms, who then rubs them. Oh, thank you so much, Joe. My wrists were really hurting. I'm really sorry about that. It's okay, because you did it to save me. Amber slowly sits up and puts her arms around Joe, giving him a hug. Oh, that feels so nice. You have no idea how long I've wanted to do that. Thank you for saving my life. I owe you everything. Amber pulls back, looking at Joe, who is stunned, with his arms down by his side. Are you okay? What's wrong? I'm just nervous. You are so beautiful. Amber smiles. You have nothing to be nervous about. I want to feel your hands on me, Joe. Amber leans in and kisses Joe, who is in shock, and stares at her with wide eyes, then gently kisses his neck. I love you so much. I always have. Amber works her way up to his ear. Do you want to fuck me, Joe? Oh, my God. Yes. Joe puts the knife down and brings his hands up, caressing Amber's back as she kisses him on the lips again. Joe, with his eyes closed, runs his hands down her body as she slowly reaches down and picks up the knife, then puts her lips right next to his ear. You took us down this path, motherfucker! Joe opens his eyes to find Amber staring at him with intense hate right before she jams the knife into his chest. Joe screams out in pain as he shoves Amber off, who tears the knife out of his chest as she falls to the floor. What is wrong with you? Joe reaches up to his chest, putting his hand over the stab wound, and watches as blood seeps through his fingers. Joe, in pain, looks at Amber, who gets to her feet. 
would you do this? Amber looks down at Joe with a surprised look on her face. Are you fucking with me right now? Do you really not know the answer to that? Amber motions the knife in the direction of the rope on the ground. Could it be, perhaps, that because you are a deranged piece of shit that had me tied up in the basement just waiting to do God only knows what to me, you think that might be why I shoved this fucking knife in your pathetic chest? Amber kicks Joe's feet. Well, do you? Joe continues to squeeze his chest, trying to stop the bleeding. I should just kill you right now and save the world the trouble of having to deal with your freaky fucking ass. Amber jabs the knife at Joe, causing him to flinch. But I'm not going to do that because I'm getting the fuck out of here and calling the police. Your sorry, demented ass deserves to rot in a prison cell for what you did to me. You better stock up on the lube. Because a skinny bitch like you is going to have lots of cock shoved up his ass. Amber turns and walks toward the door. What are you doing? Please wait. Amber, halfway to the door, stops, then slowly turns around, looking at Joe. What could you possibly say or want, asshole, that will change my mind from walking out that door? Joe takes several deep breaths. <sighs> You can think whatever you want about me, but all I was trying to do was save you from them. Those things on the other side of that door will tear you apart, or worse, make you one of them. Amber shakes her head, laughing. <laughs> Those drugs have really done a number on your noodle. You belong in a fucking rubber room to be studied. You are a sick fuck. You are literally batshit crazy. Just listen to yourself. You actually believe that there are demons on the other side of that door that have gone and killed everybody that was in this house. Amber throws her hands up, animated. Oh, my bad. Demon zombies. Please! If you go out that door, you are making a terrible mistake! Just stay in here. In here, you're safe. Amber gives Joe the finger. Go fuck yourself. Nobody is safe around you. Amber turns and walks up to the door, grabbing the handle. They will kill you, just like the rest. Amber sighs, then turns the handle, opening the door slowly and finding an empty dark staircase. Is anybody out there? Amber stands looking up the dark staircase, hearing nothing but silence. You haven't stepped over that salt line yet. You can still change your mind and stay in here with me. Amber looks back at Joe. Well, will you look at that? What a surprise! Absolutely nothing. Amber shakes her head in disgust as she turns back to the door, then steps over the salt line, into the stairway, then turns back to Joe, smirking. I guess it's safe to say your drug-fueled craziness is just that. Craziness. None of your so-called demon zombies are out here. <laughs>
All of a sudden, Amber's picked up off the floor, screaming, then torn in half, spilling blood and guts all over the floor and stairs. Joe watches in horror as Amber's remains are then slowly dragged up the stairs and out of sight. Oh, why wouldn't you just listen to me? I tried to tell you! <laughs> Joe slaps the floor, then slowly drags himself across the floor toward the door, leaving a trail of blood. Reaching the door, he looks up the stairs that are now covered in blood. She may have been stupid, but I am not. You won't be getting me, you bastards. Joe reaches over and grabs the door, and is about to slam it shut when he looks down and notices that a portion of the salt has been wiped away. Oh, shit. Joe looks around on the ground for the salt, and all of a sudden he hears a creaking on the stairs, followed by a grotesque-looking hand that reaches across the threshold of the door where the salt is gone, grabbing Joe around the throat, and without warning, jerks him out of the basement and into the darkness, screaming. <laughs> this concludes the twisted tale, The Basement. Remember to keep those ears open for future episodes of Twisted Tales of Madness and Murder Presents, wherever you get your podcasts.